Looking for an awesome online radio station with the best music and DJs? Look no further. VW Radio offers commercial-free music of all genres and live shows with an interactive chat room. Featuring the best and brightest artists in today's music world, VW Radio has a dedicated focus on showcasing independent artists. On the Record is a featured live show at vwradio.co and goes live every Wednesday evening from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time with guest musicians talking about the records that inspired them to do what they love. Check out vwradio.co for all the info and more. What up, Charlie? That's my intro to the podcast. What uh, <laughs> bottle you're drinking from? I don't know if the people at home can see this, but it's labelless, uh, lipless. It has no screw top. It, it kind of looks like a wine uh, wine infuser. Is that the word they use? Yeah, that's exactly it. And it was a... Um... My it was my wife's and I took it over. Okay. Um, because it it was a like water bottle that she just kept in the fridge and then you would pour it to you know like a separate water you know. <laughs> and then I just took it over as my own glass because I'm a giant person. Um, this is the equivalent of drinking from a milk jug, except it's way better. <laughs> <laughs> it was a communal container that you. It's had. way better. <laughs> it's way cooler. All right, Matt. We were just talking about um a lot of different things i this is coming off of a weird technical failure that i was trying to make happen with uh the radio station over at vw radio uh but unfortunately gonna have to wait till next week but we're gonna record this anyway and then put it out uh next week probably so cool uh and you said you had a gig after this which in my head in my anxious head, I, I don't think I could do that. You know what I mean? I think I'd be, I, th- I mean, I know that the tin roof is chill and everything. That's like your main house, right? That's like, that's like your house gig. Yeah, man. Since I was like probably 19, I've just been playing at the tin roofs. Uh, and it's, it, it really is like a, a second home that's just way dingier than you'd like it to be. But, you know, you respect yourself <laughs> from what happens there. And that's cool in there, man. Yeah, man, it's it's the Cyclones after party. So as you can imagine, uh, these fiends come from Dollar Beer Night. And oh, just shit. The, the man that I play the more Skinner when I'm like, you know, I, I'm going to play you all this new stuff. <laughs> Go listen to Skinner on Spotify, gang, gang. That's <laughs> so funny. Is it so every Wednesday is Dollar Beer Night? Yeah, Dollar Beer Night That's at the, so the Cyclones. Game, and I've been playing a lot of those after parties over there, which honestly, yeah. I had never gone to a Cyclones game uh, uh-huh. before this season and i lucked out and got invited to two games in like a box suite right. so i've been having a good ass time at dollar Damn, man i understand why they come in in that uh, <laughs> that crepid state would you do a uh, national anthem, or I ha- did the have national you done anthem. yeah i did that with uh brad martin and uh um michael uh michael pollock but i okay. refused national anthem by myself anymore it gives me horrible horrible anxiety <laughs> have you done so you see so you've done it before yes i i am uh two for four on seamless executions i've bombed nice. the national anthem twice it's just <laughs> that you could you could sing it pretty well if you didn't think about it but uh i'm all up in my head about that like i just drive myself crazy with yeah. it it's yeah. nuts man uh, I've, I've been wanting to do it at the Reds forever, man. But it's just I don't know who to talk to. I don't know what to do. I think you just find walk the right person. Don't hear that. Don't, <laughs> just, walk, just, walk, just walk in and start singing. Uh, if you got a Reds jersey that yeah. said National Anthem Singer on the back nameplate, I'm sure someone at some point would be like, "Hey, I'm the one you should talk to." Like, yeah. 
great advertising. <laughs> wow, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so you just put out uh, Im- Impatient EP, which is four songs. Uh, you put them all out of singles, though, except for Impatient, I guess. That was just on the EP. No, actually, so I put out Colorful and Impatient as singles. And then okay. two bits of the EP that weren't released as singles was Teeter Totter and Operation Funkadelic. Operation Funkadelic. Yes, sir. Uh, I remember, I've man, I've I've had I've had those songs in my head forever, just because I've known you forever. I know it's like this is material that I've been uh, kind of stewing over for probably the last three and a half, four years. Yeah. And I went through a situation with uh, a producer where it's like you, you have a musical divorce. You know, you divide up. Right. Yeah. You have situations where certain things get withheld, and once I had the the legal groundings to move forward with these songs, um, it was a great opportunity to um to do like my first really self-produced dp so yeah. that's what that is it is a product of many hours in my basement and yeah. uh, i love that's, so that's all so did you have this stuff uh produced be- like with that old producer this was material that like we had opened up uh at a different studio with different players and different things in mind and all that previous stuff kind of got scrapped, shelved, whatever you want to call it. It's like yeah, yeah. It was starting fresh with just like the songs in mind and how we do them live. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, it was great to reapproach it like that. Yeah. But, so but you're def- always go ahead. It was an undertaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're always in your head about how you're going to play it live. I've always been curious about that because I, I also produce a lot of my own stuff too. And I, it's in my head about how I can produce it live. I mean, you have a full band, so you have everyone, everyone, ever all the parts are accounted for, right? For the most part, you know, it, it depends on who's playing and and what the circumstances are. But I have a horrible habit of assuming guys will learn songs on stage. So I'll <laughs> be like, guys, I got a new song. They're like, really? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. He's so, like, let's play Guess the Key. Like, but Jesus. they're all super talented and. Sometimes, sometimes sitting down and showing someone like, yeah, this is the fourth chord of that verse, or this is where we're going on the break. It's the moment of, oh, I know exactly what these need. And as much as it can be a shit show, there's some really genuine moments of this band locking together and just moving forward. I'm telling you what, man, it's really killer to see you guys live. I need to steal some of your players. Fire band, uh, Charlie John I've, 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 yeah, I've stolen a couple here and there. Me and me and Jamarco uh, a while back, but greatest. Um, I that dude to death. Yeah. Also, yeah. just had a second baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. Jesus, I I, I saw that. Yeah, um, nice tomorrow. I'm going over to see my godson. Hang out, with Jamarco. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. so cool. Um, so with this impatient EP, like. So you, you did you redid all this stuff by yourself? Is that what you're is that what you're saying? Not entirely. So the EP I'm working on right now, I kind of have the intention of playing everything on it myself. Right, right, right. On, on that EP, I really experimented with different spaces to record in, different engineers to work with. You know, you, you pretty much have my entire roster of of bandmates on there, whether right. it's different sax players, different drummers, different bass players. Yeah. Uh, but then I brought it all home and kind of arranged it here. And then the person who had the last like touches on there was uh, Toby Donahue, which Tobot is one of the greatest producers in Cincinnati. He is the goat. He added a lot of like the, the color and the shape at the end, which is yeah. 
just don't understand how it happens. You've <laughs> got their bag of plugins that they're not going to tell you about. But uh, some people that, are. That, that last. Yeah, space. dude. That last part, the last magic part is like. I need to get someone else to do it because I feel like that last 10, 10, 15% of a song can really make that song. And, and those, those guys who do it, man, and, yeah, and, I you, would, do, and I, you do it well. Thank you. Well, it, I, I recommend Toby to, to anyone I can, but yeah. like, as an artist yourself, you know, that, that last 10 to 15% is like borderline where you're neurotic about it. Like yeah. you've listened to this way too many times to be right. able to identify whether this is the right reverb, by a couple of seconds, you know, a couple sure. of minutes, or yeah. this right mastering unit that I want to use. It's like, yeah, being able to take the hands off. And yeah, so yeah. like when a, an artist goes to get this thing, uh, this painting framed, you know, if the frame has to be perfect, you probably shouldn't pick that up. You're going to be crazy. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, I, I, I'm certainly, I've certainly, you know, almost listened to it too many times and just fucking ruined it for myself. Like, for sure just, there's there's ways that you you have to know, have to get to a certain point where you can just be like i can't anymore somebody else has to do this yeah and i think that's one of the the conundrums for the modern artists that didn't used to exist because you know no one had uh such unlimited amounts of money that you could just stay in the studio and tinker with things so it was yeah, like, yeah yeah you have a month to do this album so those kind of time constraints and spatial constraints really do make the art at times right and so many of us toying with uh do i want to choose the the 30 second vocal take or the 64th miss mix with the 57th it's Uh like it's ridiculous amounts of takes and conglomerations to be quote-unquote perfect yeah absolutely i definitely understand that i I remember what i was gonna i was gonna ask you before about your band freaking out about giving you giving songs on the same day they must be at a point now where you can just like they know you and that they know your music so well that they're just like, if it's a new song, yeah, but they know all your tricks and all the stuff that you're going to do. Yeah. For the most part, they recognize my tendencies and yeah. I'm a very, um, I'm a very physical person when we're playing songs. So calling for cuts or trying to move progressions in certain directions, like I'm trying to show that with the body so that they can just focus in and be yeah. there for rather than watching their own hands, watching my hands and going for right. Are you? Do you tend to go, do you tend to lean towards more cutting a song down, cutting it down? I mean, for the studio? It's it's hard to say. Like, I, I try to stay minimal because I, I think like the air speaks more than most mm. parts will. But that's something you can also do like at the end of the process. I'm I'm always under the impression like, okay, come in, give me three takes of what you think you're doing. Give yeah. me two extremely minimal takes with like for a drummer, for instance, like no fills, you know, meat and potatoes that can pull your fills from other places. Right, right. Six and seven, like let loose. I don't care what it is. I don't care what you think. I want to have it. Yeah. Uh, same goes for like like horn players. Most of the time I, I tend to give those guys free reign because whatever I can write on a keyboard yeah. uh, is really garbage in terms of horn. <laughs> and horn sounds. Got it, man. Sure. For big sure. bucks jesus yeah yeah the, those cost that, the big bucks getting the right libraries for that kind of a thing for sure but yeah. these guys are also reasonable with me for their their time and you know i think just having a, a wide roster of bandmates just makes life better because you don't have to feel constrained by one yeah, guy yeah. 
playing the song the way you want. Just bring everyone in, see what you get. Definitely. Have you thought about uh, uh, doing like a live record at all? A live song, live singles? So we're doing a live album on March 4th at uh, Radio Artifact. Oh, no way. Cool. Which is more Cincinnati's best room for live albums now. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Devin Z Brooks, who's pimped that space out. It sounds amazing in there. Yeah. So we got the, uh, how many guys are we? I think we got seven members on the bandstand. We'll have a drummer, auxiliary, bass, uh, keys, and then my sax and my trombone players. Nice. Wow. That's, that's going to be fun, man. You're going to pack it out. Yeah, man. It should be bumping. should be a great time. Yeah. You know, we'll uh, think about three nights of that so we, we could pick yeah. songs in particular. And I was going to ask you about joining on one of those shows, but I was like, I can't afford to do three nights of a live album. Like, that's just Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, totally. No, no, no. It's, 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 uh, that'll be crazy, man. I didn't know you were, do- I, I remember us talking about this last time now. Yeah. But that's, uh, it's a month away, man. I know. I'm terrified, but we're getting there. <laughs> we got some rehearsal. Uh, so let's do this. Let's, let's talk about Anderson Pack. Let's talk about Malibu. Ooh. Record came out 2016. I've been, I've been listening to it, uh, last few days. And I, I was, again, like we were, like I was saying before, I was unfamiliar with him before, uh, Bruno and all that stuff, but before, uh, for, for Silk Sonic. And it's crazy, man. It's like 16 jam tracks. It's Dude, really cool. It really is. And it like, you know, I, I, I'm going to pull up the track list just so I can reference a little bit more. Uh, sure. Act. Like, I was watching uh, some NPR Tiny Desks. Right. And I, I saw Anderson for the first time and he plays Come Down. And uh, what else does he do from this album? Did I think he do the what, bird. No. He doesn't do the bird on that. I think he just put me through Hearts on Through. St- come down and maybe that's it but this whole album is full of like really nice organic textures which i love about anderson like he's he's true hip-hop he's the new wave of it but he's a drummer so you get these nice um these nice spaces that he fills so so clearly with the kit yeah it's really it's really cool to see what a drummer does with songwriting because some sometimes the drums are a little hotter and and like whenever it needs to be it's just so it's really cool as, as a songwriter and producer to hear that yeah super dynamic record too and then also like his band uh his band is is stacked with with guys i, I can't remember the guitar player the bass player's name but uh t nava who does all of his keys is a cincinnati guy he's wow. a, a cincinnati performing uh, what, what's the the school downtown for the performing arts. Okay. Oh yeah. What is that called? Yeah. I don't but know what that's called. Whatever. He's an alumni of there and beautiful jazz pianist, but really does such a great job with the soundscapes on this record. Yeah. And and one thing that I'd never really messed with that this inspired me too is like they they have these awesome interludes where it's like some dude talking about whitewater rafting, like a near-death experience he had. Yeah, was, oh man, I was gonna talk to talk about that so much. Yeah, it's That's... like, and I see my body uh, spinning around there, in the whitewater. It's like, <laughs> it's such a weird vision, yeah. but it, it's really a, a a transportation to the next song. Dramatic. Yeah. yeah, that it's it, and that's it. Like connects each song. It's so cool. It's like you're you're thinking it's gonna make it's gonna like mean something significant but it just adds the color of the record 
Yes, it really. You know I mean? And and it's, everything it's really from cool. like the, the album art through there, it kind of has yeah. this free for all aesthetic. Yeah. And Anderson has very much embodied that since he popped off. Like I think the next record after this is is Oxnard that he does with Dr. Dre. Or let me let me look at his. I believe that's right. I was looking at today. Yeah, and I believe Oxnard is right. The, the trajectory of Anderson Pack over the last two years has been everything he deserves, but as a fan, just mind-boggling. It's cool to see him with Silk Sonic, man. Like I, I, I love his voice. I really do. For sure. It's, okay, so what came after it was Yes Lord, uh, Oxnard, and then Ventura. Okay. With, Oxnard is phenomenal because of all the Dr. Dre isms that are on there, like such yeah. such key parts of it. And I feel like as a, a rapper, you really get to see more of Anderson in that. Yeah. But um, nothing was a better intro to him than Malibu for me because of those right. really songwriter esque uh, kind of vibes and his free format for all these tunes. Yeah, I would say that's the perfect way to put it. It's definitely free form, and it's just like. The, the album art is perfect for it, I think. Yeah. It's, I mean, the top hat sitting on the piano bench. <laughs> would you go, would you uh, pay to go see him in Vegas? I Dude, mean, Silk, I, Silk Sonic's doing Vegas. I, I looked that up and I was like, man, if it's only 200 bucks, like it's worth it. But getting out to Vegas about this time is sound. Yeah. Is it only 200? Like lowest, lowest tickets? Yeah. I think like the cheap seats are like 200. Oh, Jesus. I looked up Adele's uh, Vegas residency. Lowest ticket price, I think, is a little over a grand. And then you look oh. at the seats, it's like 75 grand. Like, who's besides like the Dude. oil families of the Middle East? Like, yeah. it's <laughs> Adele's market, man. <laughs> that's, that's so funny. But yeah, I, I was like, okay, but they're going to get that. Sh- you know what I mean? Like, they're going to pack Vegas, they're going to get that money. And I think. You know, when it comes to stars of of that caliber, um, yeah. I don't know what you need to do to put on a tour of that scale. But I'm assuming it's it's easier to get everything kind of together and organized when you have a couple of weeks of that show in right. one spot, kind of redefining and reshaping what you need, and then you load it up on a couple semi trailers and take it out. <laughs> yeah, totally. There's nothing short of arenas that could hold the crowds that are going to go out for that. Like totally. I'd it's say gonna it's be, one of the biggest tours we've ever seen. Yeah, it's going to be ridiculous. Um, let's uh, let's 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 bring it up to current. Who are you? Who are you listening to now, man? Man, let me look at my my Spotify. That's always how it is. On the same way, I'm like, I don't even fucking know who am I. Off the top of my head, I can't remember. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of RKS, Rainbow Kitten Surprise. If you're into them, yeah, I, yeah. I I think I think we saw them open up for Tegan and Sarah one time, but I'm not positive. That's awesome. Uh, maybe but, a long time ago, but I love them. They're great. Tickets for them at Ovation. So I've been uh, kind of upping my my knowledge of their catalog a little bit. Then I, I've been spending most of my time still in like in a lot of prints. I've been listening to a lot of Rex Orange County. Are you into him at all? No, I, I don't even know who that is. Yeah, I think out, man. really like his album. Uh, what's the name of it? I'll Rex text Orange you. County. Rex Orange County. Phenomenal. Keep it up, Apricot Princess. Pony uh, is a good one. Pony is so good. Yeah, that's the album I would rec- recommend the most. Um, and wow. also, if, if you're not hip, there's a great podcast called The Broken Record with Rick Rubin. Yeah, yeah, yeah so I know that one. I on that and was just like really enthralled by the dude. Yeah, that's so funny. 
that's yeah. so cool because I, lo- I love the way that he rick rubin is like con- constantly putting out stuff where he is on the edge of what music like like great musicians like young musicians yes you know what i mean it's it's really cool to see I, yeah um, I, you have that much of a, a catalog and you know yeah. over time, there's no reason to do it besides true love for the music and i heard him say on one of those that he, he's still looking for music that surprises him so he spends more time listening to classical music because it has uh-huh. the the pop centric ideals that he's become kind of uh, accustomed to. Yeah, I'll. Uh, yeah, man, there was a, what was that show he did on HBO? It was um, it was just like a an interview where he he I, I, I told, I'm freaking out. I shouldn't even even have brought it up, but but he brings on like like younger like younger artists and stuff, and it's like this guy's like still out there looking for. It's really cool when you see older guys who have all the experience looking at new talent and doing using their power for good i guess and i think like it it takes a special kind of person to bring no stigma into you know younger pop music as someone that really has like a hand for it like if you grew up in the 70s and 80s making records um a lot of the process today has to feel a little more stale you know Mm -hmm. into tracking versus having like the whole project there and sure such a different game so the willingness to uh kind of contemporize your your view of things and, and still be hungry about it should be inspiring for all of us yeah but the thing about like we were just talking about you playing live drums I, I i love that because i feel like i'm not a drummer so when i try to program drums it is it's like i can't get what's in my head it's still exactly the way i want it yeah but but i really uh it was interesting that you're that you decided to just I'm just going to do it organically the way a drummer would do it. And you just did it like, that's cool. Well, and I really, I was having this discussion with my, my buddy Jordan, who who mans the helm a lot for me when I'm just doing the at home recording. Um, yeah. You know, there's something about training on an instrument that like, as you try to get the small tactile pieces down, whether you're learning your, your rudiments or you're just learning your touch on a drum set. Um, I'm lacking all these kind of, um, like the the first the first guesses, like the very obvious things, I don't really hold on to that. So a lot of these arrangements that I'm putting together on a drum set don't really sound like what I was thinking. It's just yeah. what I can be capable of, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all about the stuff in between the the patterns, and it's really cool because because again, like when you're when you're programming drums, you get caught in just just using a kick and a snare and some symbols and here like just basic stuff just just so you can write the song but then you got to be able to go back and fill in all the parts just like malibu just like uh the way anderson pack does it absolutely That's and really it's cool. great when you're programming too that you can just sit there and you're just moving this little midi file because because <sighs> right on the grid it sounds right but doesn't sound right you know it doesn't have it yeah doesn't have pop to it and you, yeah that, you appreciate a drummer like like steve jordan like someone that can drive the bus but yep. never speed up you know he can yeah 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 off time he's ahead of the like there's a if there's a spectrum for a for on the beat he's at the head of it you know like but he's still on on beat and i was gonna ask you because there, there's quite a bit of that in, in malibu record mm-hmm. where it's like he it sounds great but he's not four four quantized you know what i mean he's not yeah. and it's really cool well, and I would love to know more about like where his his drumming background comes from because if you listen to a song like Parking Lot, 
it starts off with this like this very jangly guitar. Uh-huh. But you can tell that they were tracking to a groove that he had kind of put together. That's that's on front of the beat. Uh, it kind of has this uh, excitement to it that's in there from that first drum, and like it really, it really takes me to a, a very um, yeah very yeah. place. It's really cool. It's it's so interesting from the difference in in what sometimes what I, I like my the last record that I records in quotes you know ten songs that I did were kind of dance poppy and indie poppy and that can get very four on the floor you know quantize everything <laughs> make sure everything's on 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 the one mm-hmm. and then to just look at it look at a record like this or a guy like Anderson Pack or somebody like that it's like it feels so organic. And I'm sure a lot of it was. Yeah. But there's something special too. Like I, I remember someone telling me that um, September by Earth, Wind and Fire. Uh-huh. Yeah. Back itself, I think it goes up six or seven clicks, you know? Wow, so like, really? It's not only changing, but like we're almost jumping into a new category. Like it's a fair amount of a yeah. lift. And, you know, not that that record would be stale without a tempo change, but like, it's an undeniable hit because it, it takes you on that ride. <laughs> yeah. When you're just mapping tempo uh, with a MIDI groove, you yeah. can't get that progression that's just right. It's something about like everyone in the room kind of feeling it. You know, the bass player and the drummer in agreement that we're going to tick up a little bit and the rest of the band kind of catches that. Uh, yeah, it's the magic in the room, man. For sure. And I, and I feel like that is, is uh, and all the technology is great. I mean, it's it's great. It's let a lot of people who couldn't, previously make music make music but it's kind of it's kind of gotten rid of that but but you have to actually like purposely do it like like you do is get in the same room with people and play the music and make sure you can find that and and get that get that magic on tape for sure and 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 there's you know it, it's like it's the barriers to entry it's people's ability to get that groove from in their head onto the sheets like that's yeah now at our fingertips but it's it's there in a different way, and it's yeah. it, it's why again like live performance is is my bread and butter. It's the thing that makes me happiest because yeah. play a wrong note and it feels good, and you play another wrong note and it hurts really bad, but it feels good. <laughs> and then you play the right note, and everyone has a sigh of relief. It's like yeah, music is not supposed to be comfortable start to finish. Yeah, it's supposed to be tension and grit and and. <laughs> you know some some totally. of, of of painfulness at times <laughs> can i i was gonna ask you i might not have asked you this on the live show but and we can cut it if you don't want to talk about it but you uh just like your full-time music right i yes, mean sir. so how and you're playing a lot how often are you playing during the week i'd say I, during the slower season i'm playing four shows a week it's a lot man that's a lot and and sometimes with, you know, how, how, how big is your band get? Like, what's what's the biggest that your band gets? Well, I'm only touring, you know, I'm only touring with a trio at, at most. So it has oh. to be a special occasion for me to take out the six or the seven piece band. And that's mainly just a budget constraint. Guys got families and sure. responsibilities. I'm like, I, I don't want to ask you to come out here to play a show. I want to be able yeah. to compensate you for playing this show or not ask you to do it at all. Yeah. So I you know, 60 to 70, 70% of my performances are just me and my right. loop, which is solo acoustic. But I'm a firm believer too, that like, if, if this is, if this is what you do, yeah. get on stage every chance you get, 
just hone your craft. Absolutely. Um, flop as many times as you need to flop. Like it, <laughs> it's working out. Yeah. I, I didn't want to like, I was going to, you know, ask about, cause the, 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 that's kind of what scares me off of getting a band is, is the money stuff. You know what I mean? Cause I do a lot. I'm basically 100% in the private world right now. Yeah. Wedding, weddings, private events. And if you're solo, if you're by yourself, that's where the money is. You know what I mean? But and, there's and, all, if, as long as you have your your rates set up, like every yeah. every client that I get in the the corporate or the wedding world gets yeah. a list of of how big the band can get and what you want per hour. So yes. once we seven piece, like there's an hourly rate added on for all seven of those guys, and there's limitations where I'm not going to run sound myself for a seven piece. You're going to pay right. for it. You know, if we have this many people, I'm going to require some lighting because you might as well get the most bang for your buck. Sure. So you're thinking, yeah, that's and that's what you're thinking about literally everything as you're going into that kind of thing. So it's like if you want all inclusive, I need to lay that out for you up front so that you understand why certain things cost what they do. Mm -hmm. But it's it's a wonderful, uh, it's a wonderful chance for artists like yourself and I to get paid to bring these guys out live arrangements like like as long as as long as the show's going great and i have <laughs> the way i want to have control like i'm gonna throw my originals in on a wedding gig you yeah. know I, I, I was just gonna yeah i was just gonna bring it up i've seen you do some weddings how so what what uh you bring out the full band on weddings and is it like a five six piece it, it depends on what someone asks for like again okay. it can anything from me and a drummer which we've never done that for a wedding but we've done that for corporate stuff hmm. to seven piece so like we had a new year's gig that someone had paid for the the full band so that's that's eight uh it's it's myself drummer bass keys uh sax trumpet trombone and a female vocalist wow okay and was that was that around here yep in in cincinnati jeez that's a new year's eve man it could be killer balling out balling out of control like like, we want to have a balloon drop uh, would yeah. you mind controlling the balloon drop? I was like, what are you talking about? And they're like, yeah. it's right there. It's literally a piece of fishing line held yeah. to the wall with duct tape. They're like, just pull the duct tape. And I was like, Johnny Disco, you're the tape guy. <laughs> Johnny Disco uh, dropped a balloon for New Year's, baby. You add some extra, add, add, a, you add, a, add another rate for Johnny Disco to pull the. Uh... You know, I should. I should have. <laughs> fine print about what johnny will and will don't (laughs) it's in his rider he will not pull fishing line (laughs) but you know when it when it comes to like having that many people like for you and i it's way more stressful it is but you know if it's just me on a gig like i can go in blind and we can just read the room and i'll play what i want to play because i know exactly cards right when it comes to the eight piece i have to worry about whether or not the horn section has parts you know when it comes to you know vocalists, like I gotta think about what harmonies I'm singing on her stuff. I have no idea at the top of my head. Like, I'll try. Interesting. I, I want to be organized for it. So, do you uh, do you bring Chandler? Sometimes I bring Chandler. Sometimes I've never done Chandler. The, the full horn section one. That she's she's so okay. much a solo act, or we do the duo thing together a lot. But yeah. uh, my Chandler, my Car- Chandler Carter, everybody, Jesus, Chandler she's Carter, good. everybody, kill her. On some new tunes as well, my man. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm pumped for that, man. Should be very uh, good. I've been working yeah, Lee a lot. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I I saw that she had, I think I think her last single was a while ago. So, 
yeah, yeah she's working on some stuff a little bit in the last couple of years and uh yeah. she's digging so heavy but like i i'm really thankful for the time that i spent during the pandemic learning how to do more of the production stuff myself mm-hmm. because it made me feel more encouraged to do it it's like yeah. and, and also having the the privacy to do so like you know, I, I don't lie to nobody. Like the only reason I have a nice space to record in is because I have great parents that are super supportive sure, and sure. they don't have enough grandkids to want to take their basement back from me. <laughs> I got all my shit crammed down Not here. Yet. Yeah. Making noise and definitely drum sets, uh, uh, f- fair game for anyone, in the family to come down and bang on. It's just, That's you want to, so cool. yeah. Awesome, man. Uh, well, we're out of, we're out of time, man. Um, again, sorry about the, false start there with the uh the live show i could care we'll, less Charlie. we'll get I, you I, back on and I'm, I'm so grateful to uh, see you on a, a new program shot to vw and that gang for, for putting to together air yes, the right sir. yes sir so let's let's promote some of your dates uh mattwatersmusic.com is that right yes sir mattwatersmusic.com and let me pull up the tour schedule if i can absolutely if you can oh, if you're somehow hearing this right now as we're talking go to tin roof tonight Go to Tin Roof tonight. If, if you can see this uh, through the uh, through the internet, please you, find. You play Tin Roof every week, right? Like you're there every Wednesday, or not every week? But I'm doing a lot of the Cyclones after parties. This oh, okay, season. that's what it is. Yeah, my, my weekly residency is Fishbowl at the Banks on Sunday nights from seven that's to eleven. Right. Uh, cool. But for tour dates, I'm in Maumee, Ohio, with the band on February 24th. Um, I am in Cleveland, Ohio, on the 25th and 26th at uh sea bars euclid tavern as well as coda um then we're going to arlington virginia to play a f- spot called the renegade we're in nyc on march 24th uh arlington on the 25th and then for the solo acoustic stuff uh i'm back in milford ohio on february 19th opening up for some dude from the voice i keep forgetting his name i feel oh, terrible yeah. but, no, but yeah that's awesome man yeah it, it should be a great season a great first quarter of the year so uh yeah getting out there man get getting 2022 up in the and then we got super bowl you know oh let's do whatever. it you whatever you mean bungle let's son let's <laughs> are you gonna join me in burning the city to the ground if we win a super bowl hell yeah cool hell yeah I, dog me get on the the bridge for some sparkler fun and yeah. see what pyrotechnics out webn brings out yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, man. Thanks again. I uh, appreciate it. And uh, I'll talk to you later. Sounds like a plan, brother. I'm going to text you some albums real quick. It just takes a taste to make me impatient. Even when my eyes are closed, my hands and nose where to go, because they